Welcome, my friends, to The Rise to the Top, the number one badass show for mediapreneurs. I am David Seitman Garland, a.k.a. DSG. So whether you're you know, an aspiring or rising speaker, author, information marketer, expert, all that jazz, you are in the right spot. This is the show for you. Super, super pumped to have you here today. And let me tell you a little bit about our, our guest here for a second, a little, little preface before we get into it. So Michael Stelzner, he is uh, the creator of Social Media Examiner, a great site if you haven't checked it out already, but really he calls it an online magazine. I think that's really cool branding. And he took this from a zero to seven figure plus business a couple years ago, uh, crazy amount of subscribers, crazy amount of cool content. He's been on the show twice before. We talked about once, we talked about uh, kind of his rise to success from zero to a million bucks. We also talked about uh, on another one, how to run online events and things like that, because that's how they monetize. They monetize through online events. So interesting conversation today uh, about an interesting shift. I'm going to see how many times I can say interesting that he made at the end of 2012. So the end of last year, he made this very interesting shift to go from, you know, just kind of creating blog content with an occasional video to doing a audio podcast that he started doing, uh, the social media marketing podcast as part of Social Media Examiner. And so I thought this was a very interesting move for him. So I decided to have him come on the Rise of Top and really pick his brain on it. You know, why did he decide to create a show? And, and you know, what is he hoping it, it does for Social Media Examiner? What are some of the results so far? And what are you know, some tips for him getting started. So it's a very kind of candid, casual conversation because I think when big players in this industry make interesting moves like this, we can all learn from them as well. So that's what's coming up right now on the Rise to the Top. Now, a couple little uh, fun facts before we get started, a, a couple shout outs. Now, first of all, you know I'm going to give some love to our sponsor, GoToMeeting, and I've got a good link for you to check out here, new link, uh, new link for the new year here. So, you know, interesting about GoToMeeting, besides it being the you know, easiest way to do one-on-one -on -one and face-to-face -face and multiple little group meetings online. It's actually one of my preferred methods for people that have a PC if you want to do interviews like the Rise to the Top. Um, you know, you can do it on a Mac as well, but actually a lot of my students in my Create Awesome Interviews courses and things like that, they use GoToMeeting with, you know, say ScreenFlow or Camtasia on a PC to actually do the side-by-side -side interviews. It's a great way to do it as well. So there's a lot of different applications you can use for GoToMeeting. Now, I've got a, good, a new link for you, 45-day free trial, all right? You're not going to have to enter a promo code or anything like that. Here's what you got to do. Just head to the risetothetop.com slash GoToMeeting, and you just enter your name and, and your email, and you're off to the races, 45 days. Give it a shot, uh, and always want to love to hear your feedback because I only look for sponsors of this show that I think are really going to help mediapreneurs like all of us. So uh, make sure to check that out at go to me. Or, I'm sorry, theriseoftop.com/slash go to meeting. And also a heads up, uh, depending on when you're watching this, January 29th, critical date coming up for the host of the top, which is my coaching program, uh, which is exclusive coaching accountability for mediapreneurs who host or want to host their own web show. So if you're in that category and you want coaching and we have an amazing group that, that is going to be starting the host at top coming up, all the details can be found at thehosttop.com, short application, all that kind of jazz. But all you have to do is enter your email. We'll, we'll fill you in with all the details. It's uh, thehostattop.com. So without further ado, here is Mr. Michael Stelzner on the Rise to Top. Enjoy. All right, my friends, welcome to yet another sexy version of, I don't know why we say sexy, but whatever, version of the Rise to the Top. I'm David Seitman Garland, joined today by Michael Stelzner, who I think in this conversation is going to break the all-time record for amount of appearances on the Rise to the Top. I think it's the fourth, possibly the I fourth. I believe so. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's the fourth one. 
Well, you get I a cookie. Feel honored. You get a cookie, my friend. I, that's why I call you uncle or dad sometimes. You know, that's why that's why we that's why we have that special relationship. So, uh, Dave, you're such a good boy. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, for people that don't know, of course, you are you know the founder of Social Media Examiner, and we've we've had a lot of past interviews where we kind of dove into the business model and different things like that. Uh, but but the coolest thing that I think you have going on right now, coming from you know someone that's so passionate about new media, myself and our audience. Uh, the podcast. So you're running this very successful, as you call it, online magazine for years. What? What? What's the? How long has it actually been up? Uh, three years and a couple months. Okay, three years and a couple months. Uh, so minus three, a couple months. Uh, you decided to go in and start doing a podcast. Uh, tell us why you decided. Like, I'm I'm curious about why because this always excites me when someone starts a show. So tell me why you decided to. Well, it's funny because uh, I had interviewed Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast Dancer Man, um, over a year ago. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, he spoke at one of my events, um, and you introduced me to him. Yeah, you were the very say, first who made guy that, that intro? Me to him. Yep. <laughs> and um, I just was, it was over the summer, and I was doing a little research, and I was noticing how a lot of people that um, I respect. And people that I hadn't heard of before, but were rising stars like Pat Flynn at Smart Passive Income, really had um, a successful podcast behind them. And for me, it had always been a childhood dream to be a um, broadcaster of some kind. And I, I, I joked about this in one of my past episodes about how I, um, when I was a kid, me and my brother would go in the basement with a cassette recorder, and we would impersonate you know, Wolfman Jack and do fake commercials and stuff like that. So I always had this desire to do it. And one day I just decided, all right, it seems like we're at an inflection point with podcasting. And I know you see this too, David, where we have so many people right now that have smartphones that they don't realize, but they're walking around with technology that enables them to listen to talk radio on demand. Right. And I thought to myself, and, and I recently had discovered that and I'm like, oh my gosh, you mean I don't have to tune into my favorite radio shows anymore? I can actually catch whatever radio show I want in any particular topic using iTunes or whatever when I want. And then all of a sudden I became a huge convert to podcasting and started consuming it like crazy. And I probably consume about seven hours a week. And I just decided I was going to go for it. That's and it. I just cool. made the decision. That's, that's very cool. A lot of things to talk about here. And it's interesting because I was just talking with uh, well, actually a couple of people about podcasting. We're talk I was talking to... Chris Brogan and actually Seth Godin about it, um, and and Seth was saying that that's his favorite consumption, believe it or not. So he was saying that when he you know is writing or something like that, he likes to listen to podcasts. That have actually nothing to do with business. He just likes to listen to funny ones or stuff like that. But I thought that was interesting. And then Chris made the point, sort of what you just did, said about how when he saw Stitcher Radio, for example, and how Stitcher Radio is now getting into cars and mm -hmm. things like that, built into cars, Ford and things like that. It's just that the medium is spreading, you know what I mean? And it's just it's different than like in 2005 because I feel like in 2000, whenever it's kind of started podcasting, you know, whatever, I feel like it was either very, very techie people that had to be like a master of technology to, to start at the beginning, you know? And the distribution oh, totally. was entirely online and it was slightly complicated. I mean, that, that's kind of where it was. And yeah, I mean, for, for those of us that weren't super techie, we had to listen to them in a web browser, right? Right. And, and it was like, you know, I got other things I got to do. But now that people have, I mean, it's great that Seth is consuming so much um, audio content. I think it, you know, David, this is the secret sauce to audio that, that every marketer needs to pay attention to. 
with video, and I know we're doing video right now, and I know this will be in an audio format, but with video, you cannot multitask. It's impossible to watch a video and do something else at the same time other right. than maybe eat chips. Right. Now, when it comes to a text, it's the same thing. It's almost impossible to read and to do something else at the same time, but it is possible. God made ears, and they can be, we can be listening to, to things and doing lots of things at the same time. That's why Pandora Radio and music is so big. So what does that mean as a marketer? That means that you can get that message into the ears of people while they're driving, while they're at the gym, while they're walking, and this is kind of an a time right now where people listen to music and a lot of them would love to learn and that's where the podcasting thing comes in and I, I think that's part of the reason why it's exploding. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you by the way. I'm not an anti-audio. I'm, I'm very pro-audio and what's interesting is that you know, what I've noticed about video, it's, it, it, first of all, you know, I've said this before, about 60, depending on what data you look at, 60 to 75% of people watch, or, or sorry, listen to the rise to the top. Okay, listen to the rise to the top as opposed to watch. Right. Now, that being said, what's interesting is that people still see a value in the video because they like to see it. Sometimes they like to, you know, another thing that I do um, when, let's say I'm checking out Mixergy or something like that, that's a video show, I'll watch, I'll tune it on for a second. I'm like, oh, that's a funny shirt. And then I'm just kind of off doing my other stuff and I keep it in the background. Like radio. Yeah, exactly. So it becomes sort of, see, I view the rise to the top, for example, as being more, quote unquote, radio with pictures as opposed right. to a, you know, TV. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that, that's the way I see it. And I think a lot of shows are like that. So, you know, and, and honestly, Michael, and no one knows this yet, so you're getting a little exclusive in reverse here, is that next year I'm doing, you know, in 2013, I'm doing another show that is going to be completely unrelated to business. I'm not even telling you what it is. Completely unrelated to everything that we're doing here. But it will be an audio show. You know, there's something special about the audio, um, and it's almost – for example, David, I've taken some of your shows and I'm, I've listened to them in the background, you know, even though they were video and I've listened right. to them in the background. I get more out of it, believe it or not, when I'm not watching the two faces interact, but when I'm actually doing something that's not necessarily super brain consuming, but I can, I can hear and receive that message in the background. So it's huge. And, and I think there's a reason why nearly all the podcasts that are popular on iTunes are audio podcasts. Oh, that's an interesting point. That's an interesting yeah. point. And I want to hear people chime in, by the way, in the comments on this. Do you agree, disagree? If you create, what have you noticed? You know, I, I go back and forth. I see the value in both, but, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's interesting. So let's talk a little bit about yours um, and kind of uh, getting started with it and kind of how you approach it because you're in an interesting situation, uh, which I like, which is you have a brand. You have a, uh, you know, social media examiner with a lot of subscribers, a lot of clout, if you will, and you're taking this kind of childhood dream and, and molding it. Um, you know, have you, what, what's kind of been your experience so far? Have you noticed it's, it's, you know, easier than you thought, more difficult than you thought, um, more awesome than you thought, less awesome than you thought? Like what, what is, what's sort of your overall kind of vibe right now with it so far? Well, yeah, let me give you the backstory. So yeah. back in the day, I used to go to trade shows with a video crew and I used to do 10 minute video interviews. I remember those. And, yeah. And it was fun. It was it was um, a lot of work for a very little amount of content, but it was great because I got to meet people in person. But the challenge was I was limited to who was at the show, and I had to take all the crew and, and the video editing and all that kind of stuff that went into what we did was a lot of work. And um, it got to the point where we would record a bunch of them and release them over time, and they became old. And then, of course, there's always the style that you do, David, which is, you know, you do them via Skype, which is great because we don't need to be physically present. Right. But so I thought to myself, how can I still accomplish the same thing of having these interviews with experts 
but how can I go longer and how can I go deeper and how can I have the flexibility of getting anyone in the world? And it made sense to do it over Skype. So then the, ne the next question is, you know, for me was audio uh, over video. And I just thought to myself, um, for the other person on the receiving end, it's very easy for them as the expert to not have to worry about making themselves look nice on the camera and, mm -hmm. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and Skype also has a better audio connection. But anyways, um, I did have a big advantage, as you said, David, of having a built-in audience. And um, to my great surprise, my very first podcast had about 5,000 people listen to it. And just to give you some perspective, that was probably better than nearly every video that I'd ever produced. Oh, interesting. As far as, okay. As, so far as, the, as far as the number of people that actually, you know, we're now at 19,000 people an episode that listen to, to our uh, podcast. And um, the, the response that I've gotten from people has, and what I mean by that is like the emails that people are sending me about the podcast sure. and tweets that people are sending me has, um, since I started the podcast about three or four months ago, has surpassed all the response that I've ever gotten combined about everything that I've ever done ever. Mm. Mm, ever. Interesting. Interesting. It's such an intimate thing for people. They they email me saying, um, I, I'm I'm on the I'm on the tractor on the farm listening to you or I took you on a flight to Europe. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I always like, by the way, I love emails like that. Like when someone's like, you got me through a marathon or like something like that. Like I'm yeah. very, very happy when people take it to go with them. And, and it, it's funny. It's like sometimes as a creator, you know, a, a, as a consumer as well, but as a creator, sometimes you're just forgetting because you make this on the computer. You make this, you know, with your microphone. Yeah. You forget though that people are like literally out there, like in other places, you know, wandering around listening to it and stuff like that. It's very cool. But to your original question, it takes me about three hours to, to actually go from, um, you know, recruiting the person to do the interview, writing up the questions ahead of time, doing the actual interview, and then editing the file and then getting it to someone on my team who actually does the show notes and stuff like that. My, my time is about three hours, but I love it. It's, it's, like, it's like my favorite thing of the week. Right, right, which, and, is, which is awesome. So I, I actually enjoy it more than, than anything else that I do for Social Media Examiner. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about it, and tell me if you agree or disagree with this this fact about doing a, a show, you know, podcast show, etc. You can't fake it. You know what I mean? Like you can't like if you didn't you can, love, but if, no one will listen, <laughs> right? You, I mean, you could fake it and get it up, and it's gonna suck. But I'm saying like you know, I I feel like in other forms of content, and of course over time you can't fake anything online. Let's just be honest; like it'll just won't right. work. But I I love that you said how excited you were and kind of passionate about it because. Uh, that's the ingredient that you have to have to do this because you know you just you just you're not going to be successful at it if you see it as let's call it a marketing task or a right you know thing that you have to do or whatever because the best ones are not that they're people that are genuinely excited about they look forward to the interview they look forward to recording the show not like oh my god it's like tax season i have to go do my taxes yeah you can't you really need to be yourself and no matter who you are, don't let that stop you. I mean, even though it's true that you can't fake it, you don't have to be like a pro to try podcasting. No, there are a lot all. of people that are doing what you're doing and what I'm doing that don't have a lot of background in, in interviewing. Just go for it. Um, my first podcast sucked compared to the one I just recently recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And how many, how many have you done so far? Is it I've done about interview? 24. Cool. 24. And, and you built that audience so quickly because leveraging, of course. Now- Question on the format, because it's always an interesting topic, is 
There's a lot of different formats you can go with. You know, there's uh, there's a news format. There's uh, an expert format, which would be, you know, uh, an expert just, you know, giving tips, like relationship advice, something like that. There's the news yep. format. There's the, like, review format. That was what Gary Vaynerchuk was successful with on video, for example. Um, and then, of course, there's the interview format, which, which I do and you do. Um, how did you decide which direction you were going to go and, and did you have thoughts about doing any other ways or what were you, what were you kind of thinking? Well, it's funny because I was interviewing Michael Hyatt, um, who's the author of the book Platform. And he reminded me after the interview that um, people like Oprah Winfrey got as big as they are purely on the back of interviewing. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you think about all the successful people that aren't necessarily comedians, you know, but even the comedians, David Letterman interviewing, you know, all these guys, Johnny Carson. So um, Dr. Phil. So even if you're an expert on something, there's something about a dialogue that is more engaging than what I call an extended monologue. I've experimented with this. I, I've tried the extended monologue where I just taught for the entire, you know, 40 minute duration of my podcast. Um, which I didn't mention the name. It's called Social Media Marketing Podcast. Wow, thank but you. You should get that in in interview. <laughs> interviews. You should probably mention that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but the interviews are the funnest, I think, because that's when you can get deep and you can ask the questions that everybody's thinking about. And, and a lot of people email me and say, man, you asked exactly what I was thinking about. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's rewarding for everybody. And it does... I think the best thing that it does is it builds really strong relationships, as you know, right? I mean, you've got some great relationships oh, yeah. with me and with a lot of other people sure. as a result of just sharing their story. Yeah. And people love a story. And monologue, monologue is, is, is good and there's a place for it. But dialogue is easier. It's less work. You don't have to be as prepared for it. And it, and it comes off more naturally. Yeah, I could, well, obviously I couldn't agree more. But in all, And ironically, of course, Michael... Uh, his most of his podcast, uh, I believe that he does is a lot of monologues, and he's actually said before. I think I've heard um, yeah. that he gets a little stressed about it too, because it's 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 stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. He's told me that. Yeah, and, he's told and, me that's a lot of work. He does a good job at it. He's probably one of the best at a monologue, but um, but yeah, it's a lot of work, and 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 I know this from personal experience, and and you know this. I mean, giving a presentation is no different than giving a monologue, right? Right. So if right. you're asked to give a presentation, it's every week, every day, whatever you're it's, doing. It's, yeah. it's being a preacher or something. You have to come up with something yeah. new every week. Yeah, so, Lord, oh, sit down. You know, but uh, you know, it's it's funny that you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I was my preacher. Um, that you talk about that because if you look at kind of the top, pot, really in any genre, if you went onto iTunes and you looked around, I'm not even talking business. Going to comedy, you know, other places that you go. Uh, I think that, or I think I know the top shows have usually one of these two things in common. Number one, interviews, like you said, okay, right, and or and or co-hosts or revolving co-hosts. Okay, well, it might be revolving, but it's there's co-hosts, and the reason for that um, is exactly what you mentioned. It's so much easier to have this what we're having right now as opposed to me just like preaching you just preaching it's exhausting and it can get a little tiring i think honestly to the listener as well um you know i actually heard that howard stern when he started um the reason he brought robin in was because he needed someone to talk to you know what i mean he just didn't want to yeah, sit there totally, he just didn't awesome. want to sit there and and just be like hey guys i'm you know howard stern and let's talk about things he needed someone to talk to you know yeah totally i mean you know it was the same thing with johnny carson Johnny Carson had uh, what's what's that guy's name? The guy at uh, Publishers Clearinghouse. 
dude. I, I don't know. I'm 28 years old. I have no idea. You don't even know who Jack Carson. Yeah, is. I know. I know. Yeah, you know. I know what, you know Johnny Carson. What are you out of your mind? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, a lot of these comedians have sidekicks that sit next to them, and they sit next to them to just kind of like give a little energy to it. You know what I mean? And throw a few jokes in there. Um, Ed McMahon was his co-host. So uh, those of your older listeners are going to remember Ed McMahon sitting on the couch next to Johnny Carson, and you know uh, Jay Leno is now the John Carson. You know the Tonight Show. But yeah, having someone to bounce ideas off of and bounce energy off of makes all the difference in the world. If you're going to have a co-host, one piece of advice, I listen to a lot of podcasts that have co-hosts and they suck. And the reason they suck is because they talk inside baseball, they talk in code, nobody knows what they're talking about. And I just, ugh, I hate that because, you know, people like you and me, we don't have a lot of time to mess around and we don't care about like what, you know, um, happened at the baseball game or who your favorite sports fan is. We want to get into the meat of the matter. And that's why with my show, I have a little three minute introduction where I share a tip of the week or a shout out and then boom, I get into the interview. Uh, very cool. And what have you noticed so far uh, in the, you know, as you get used to being a host and kind of, you know, jumping into this medium, what's been the biggest challenge that you've seen? It's been so easy, believe it or not, because... The challenges, um, there are no challenges, huh? I mean, the big challenge, I think, is just um, picking the right guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I track all the analytics. I'm kind of an analytics freak, and I watch which shows do best and which topics do best. And sometimes I kick myself when I run too many of the similar kinds of shows back-to-back. So, for example, um, if I had just done something on blogging and I did just did something on podcasting, that's kind of a bit of a tangent from the core of what social media is. So I have to mix it up a little bit and I have to kind of – it's programming almost. you know. I, I want to make sure that I don't go too long without mentioning Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, or LinkedIn because that's what my audience is most core in. And I think us as content generators can get off on a rabbit trail sometimes of personal interest, but maybe that's not what the interest is of our audience, and we need to really always check ourselves. Right. It's a good point. And also, I mean, and you're not going to face this yet um, just because you're relatively new in it, but, you know, you're going to have points where you start to also personally get a little burnt. Do you know what I mean? If you do the same type of thing over and over again, um, I've been guilty of that in the past. Like, you know, I would have too many of the same type of guests over and over even if it was something that at some point the audience like lo- like even if the audience like loved it okay right there was a right. point where it's like if i have one more person that comes on <laughs> and talk about that i'm gonna punch myself in the face and go cry i know and people I are know. like we oh, want more we want more and i'm sitting there like you can't have it too bad too bad well you know one of the fun things that i've been doing is looking outside of my industry to find people like i found a comedian named mark malkoff who you may or may not know, he's the guy that was carried all the way across New York City by strangers in the, on the coldest day in New York. And he lived in Ikea for 30 days and did all these crazy things, you know, just like crazy stunts. And I decided to interview him because he's got an amazing story about how he created viral videos. And it was more like a success example of someone my audience had never heard of, yet someone who is super passionate about what they do. So I'm looking for more of those kinds of stories that are not the everyday Joes. Like, for example, when Tim Ferriss came out with the uh, the four-hour chef, everybody and their mother was interviewing Tim Ferriss. Right. And we all knew this. And it's like, okay, I'm getting sick of hearing from Tim, Fer- Tim Ferriss. It's a little you know incestuous. I mean? It gets a little incestuous, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So part of what I have to do is try to look for talent 
that um, maybe my audience doesn't know and bring them in. And that's, that's when I think we become truly great is when we can constantly be looking for people that are outside of the world that we're normally in and bring them in. That's when people get excited because, you know, a lot of people watch your show, David, that aren't necessarily like you, you know, right or me. Right. And having other people just does provide a neat and it, and it makes it gets rid of that problem you were talking about, about like, oh, my gosh, I feel like we're talking about the same thing over and over again. Right. Monotony, if you will. So, I mean, that's cool, yeah. man. And, and, and wish you best of luck with the podcast. I mean, it's it's cool. I, I've enjoyed it. Um, let's talk a little social media examiner in general, too, and kind of what you guys have sure. shaken for the new year. Um, you know, for people that don't know, you can go back and listen to the past interviews with, with Michael on here into this. But really, your main... Um, you know, things that you do were online summits, online events that you guys right. have been massively successful with. Now you also are doing an offline one. What are also some of the things that you have shaken for uh, 2013? Any, any new any new stuff that we don't know about, secrets you can't reveal, but you're going to tell us anyway? <laughs> well, um, there is a secret project that I'm working on called Project Torch. Which, I've seen that um, hidden on Facebook, you, you, and you've been you've been quite cutesy with your little teasing of that. There's like, yeah, it'll say like yeah. Project Torch, and it'll have like a piece of paper, and you'll like blur out like what it is. <laughs> what a jerk. Well, Project Torch <laughs> is Project Torch is is honestly the biggest project that I've ever ever taken on. It's going to wow. make Social Media Examiner look tiny, um, and hopefully, we'll launch it in the summer. And I, I I can't reveal what it is, but it's exciting. You know how it is whenever you've got something new, David. Like for example, when your online summit came out, it's exciting. So what I'm working on is totally exciting, totally not related at all to what I'm doing. Can't reveal that too much. Um, Social Media Marketing World is something we're looking forward to, which is our first physical conference in April. And then we've got, um, you know, Content Success Summit is, all, is, our, is, a, is the newest thing that we've got going on, which is coming up in February. And then the other thing that we're looking to do, um, which you'll see more of next year, is to take our community aspect to the next level. Um, we've hired some consultants and uh, we have our own networking clubs at social media examiner which is a place where people kind of it's a free clubs where people come and they network and they get their questions answered we have about nine thousand people in there right now it's Very like cool. facebook but we own it you know what i mean right, right, right. so <laughs> so we're trying to like develop a community aspect for social media examiner just kind of take it to the next level so these are all the things that we're cooking for, for next year. Very cool and we're going to talk about content success summit in a few minutes especially since i'm speaking so i want to shamelessly plug it but uh, before that, I want to talk not necessarily directly about Project Torch, meaning what it, what it is, but what I what I've noticed lately. Um, I'm getting when I do this with my hands, like I'm like little like this. That means I'm really excited. I've noticed that lately. <laughs> I'm like I've become like some little micro machine or something. But anyway, um, is is what I've noticed, and this is just in recent conversations that I've had with friends and you know people on the show, yourself, Chris Brogan, other people that are just good friends of mine. Um, that there seems to be sort of this tendency, maybe it's next year or whatever, to just do something a bit different. You know what I mean? Like try something brand new. Try something that's like completely different than what you're doing. Like if you're a singer, you're going to go draw or something like that. And I'm curious yeah. for you what your kind of mindset is, why you choose to do stuff like that. Meaning like is it just like you, this looks fun, this looks like I want to move on, I want to try something new, I, I, I'm getting – you know, I'm, I'm a little bored. Like what, what brings you on to attempt something that's like as big as you just mentioned? That's different. Well, you know, if, if you think about it, David, um, th there's really two things that I think spur us as entrepreneurs or, you know, creative folk to change. It's things like 9-11 or things like the school shooting that just happened recently mm -hmm. 
or it's things like, um, oh my gosh, you know, for those of us that have kids, look at how fast they're growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, those are usually, I think, the two things that spur people to make change in their life. And I got three kids, um, five to 11 in that range. And, um, and that's what's spurring me, you know, and I'm saying to myself, what's my legacy going to be? And my children aren't going to be with me much longer. Should I do something now or should I wait? You know, um, I think everybody has moments in their life that are like defining moments where they say to themselves, why am I doing or why am I not doing? And, and you know, you probably deal with this. I know I, I deal with this. There's a reason why you've got something new coming out, David. Right. Um, right. and, and sometimes it's because we're bored, but oftentimes we're shook loose by the circumstances of the world or um, we wake up to the reality of where we are right now and we say to ourselves, if I'm ever going to achieve that dream that I had, um, I need to do it now. And that's, that's what it was for me. Very cool. And are you, and that was like a motivational moment with Michael. I like that there. That was like, let's like lift <laughs> up and let's like hug. Um, but uh, was when you go about something like brand new and I'm thinking about this because I've gone through this process yeah. and I know a lot of other people are going through this process too. They're just like, you know what? I need yeah. to just, whatever the reasoning is, do you, are you the type of guy that like just comes up with it and you're like, let's just roll and we're going to plan it out. I know you're a planner, so I know you are because of the way that you execute stuff, but do you have multiple ideas and decide on one or is it just something like, you know, you just like, this is it. I know what it is. I'm going to do it. And, and we're off to the races. Well, it's, it's first and foremost, I do what I call soundboarding. So I will call my closest friends and confidants, you know, like my dad, and I will say, this is what I have as my idea. Am I crazy? Am I nuts? What do you think? Um, and I trust them and they know me and they'll tell me the unvarnished truth. And when they tell me this is a winner, then what I let it do is rest for a little bit just to see whether or not I'm like high or whether or not my passion is truly there because there's been so many ideas that I've had, David, that I'm glad I didn't execute on, you know, because it would have distracted me way way more from what I'm doing right now. And what I'm about to do, I want to do in addition to what I do now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, So I'm going through this massive introspection period right now where I'm trying to free up the time, you know, for myself um, and other individuals so that I can and we can do this next thing and still keep what we have going. And that that's a bit of a challenge. Um, and I've even said that um, I think the biggest distraction for me moving forward is myself. Yeah. You know, I think it's very easy to just get caught up in my my to-do list, which is, as you can see. <laughs> yeah, on a blue post-it note. Yeah, there it is. It, it, it's got a million things on it. So I, I'm purposely using this time right now to get ahead. And I'm working really, really hard to get ready for what I'm about to do. And it's exciting. Um, it involves vision. So in the beginning, I've been working on vision statements that can describe what we're about to do. And and then I'm working on building some descriptions of who I want to reach. And it, it, it's fun, man. It's like, I, I love the creative process. So for me, this is like really exciting. Yeah, no, it's cool. And I appreciate you sharing that because I, I kind of go through that too where it's sort of like, let's say I get an idea, big or right. small, I get really excited about it, right? Like whenever I get any idea, I get really excited about it. But then often on a lot of them, that excitement's going to wear off after I think about it, after a couple days pass, after whatever. And I've always noticed the best ideas uh, don't wear off. 
Do you know what I mean? Right. So like meaning like it's almost like that nagging little thing you can't get rid of. It's like that itch or something. It's like you're like, okay, don't think about the itch. You know, I, I all right, it's still there, and you keep scratching. And I've noticed that, you know, when I have an idea that has been marinating for a while, I'm still excited about it. It not, wasn't just a 24-hour thing. I'm always like, okay, that's a green light to go down that path, you know? Yeah, and the key thing, I think, is to constantly be making forward progress because, David, you've got ideas that are way off in the future, I'm sure, that you want to get to eventually. And, um, you know, it, it, how do ideas manifest themselves? You know, like, how did Walt Disney go from drawing cartoon characters to actually envisioning Walt Disneyland? Right. You know, Disneyland and Disney World and all these things. How did Steve Jobs go from just the idea of doing a personal laptop to, I mean, a personal computer? I mean, how did these guys, the, it, this is the biggest challenge is going from the idea. There, There's no shortage of ideas. The challenge is actually taking those ideas and moving them forward and manifesting them into something real. That is... That is difficult, but that is also exciting. And I think when you or me or somebody else can figure out how to make that easier, man, that's going to be so cool. But that's not my mission, and I don't know if that's yours, but that is a big challenge of getting those ideas and actually making sure we're working towards achieving them. Right, and that's it. And that's and that's what I think you're one of the best things that you're, you, you, know, you excel at is you're like, okay, here it is. I'm going to plan it out. It's going to be launching this summer, and here we go. And I have no doubt that you know, summer is going to roll around. I'm going to be in my uh, my swimsuit uh, with my big sunglasses, and here comes Project Torch. So I have no doubt that it'll be executed, and so that that's awesome, Michael. So let's talk a couple minutes uh, as we wrap up here uh, in a few, and um, uh, let's talk about Content Success Summit. So uh, your best speaker there is obviously me, uh, but there's some other people as well that are speaking. But tell tell us a little bit about what Content Success Summit is, and then I'm going to get people. Uh, my special affiliate link at the end, so if people want to check it out and you know do all yeah. that jazz. So, basically, you know, and I know right now that um, content, whether it be video or audio or, or or written content in the form of a blog, is really the key to growing a business. And um, content marketing is kind of a buzzword, if you will, for all of this. It kind of encapsulates all this. And this event that we're putting on is called Content Success Summit, which is really about helping businesses figure out how to use content to basically build a platform, attract more leads, sell more. And we've got a lot of really great individuals that are speaking at it. Uh, Michael Hyatt, who we mentioned earlier, and Hanley from Marketing Profs, Joe Polizzi from the Content Marketing Institute, Mark Schaefer, Amy Porterfield, Jeannie Dietrich, um, Pat Flynn, Derek Halpern, just a ton of people. Right. And it, we're really going to talk about how to actually create content and how to market the content, and then how to use it. We'll actually create, market, and grow. Those are kind of like the three buzzwords. And um, so if someone's listening right now and they, they envy what David Seitman Garland has built, or they envy what others have built, like Pat Flynn, uh, who's also speaking, and they want to know how in the world they can do these types of things, this is exactly what we're going to be sharing. And I think it's a very exciting time. All the tools are pretty much free, and it just represents a great opportunity for people to to build a platform and you know and I know that once you have a platform you can build almost anything yeah and, and it's and it's a great way to kick off 2013 honestly because going on in February this year and and I hear from you know a lot of our audience and a lot of people here in rise nation are building their platform and doing different things but there's a lot of people that and I hear this all the time like people that think they missed the train and they haven't you know what I mean they might in a couple of years but I'm saying the train yeah. 
is you're, you can jump on the train here. I mean, you haven't missed it. There's plenty of things that you could do uh, in terms of content. And I'm excited. I'll be talking about, of course, interviewing, one of my favorite uh, subjects of all time. And uh, we're going to be covering that. So people could check out uh, Content Success Summit at therisethetop.com slash content success. So it's going to be therisethetop.com slash content success. You'll see, uh, you'll see Michael's pretty face. You'll get all the details. Look for me on there. Get your ticket. going to be a cool event. Um, so very cool, Michael. I, I'm looking forward to speaking at it for sure. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to speak. Yeah, I awesome. I think you're definitely, you're definitely um, I don't know how many years you've been doing this, but I, I think you're doing a great job and I think you're setting an example for a lot of people and I wouldn't be surprised if a ton of people uh, after hearing you speak are going to start understanding the power and value of interviews. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Well, thanks, Michael. This is, as usual, always awesome having you on the show. Um, socialmediaexaminer.com is the website. Uh, we talked about the podcast. Any other special links you want to give out to people to check out anything at all? I would just encourage people to check out the podcast. Uh, socialmediaexaminer.com slash podcast will give you a link to iTunes and, and Stitcher and all those other places where you can you can listen to the podcast. And uh, Keep up the great work, David. I look forward to appearance number five someday in the future. There it is, appearance number five, that, that setting the all-time, all-time record. This was Michael Stelzner on the rise to top. Appearance number four, I believe, today. Uh, I'm David Seitman Garland. Reminder, uh, join the Rise VIP list. Absolutely free. Get interviews like this, other cool stuff uh, the, just for mediapreneurs like you, therisetop.com slash VIP. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed uh, the conversation with Mr. Michael Stelzner. Picked up some good tips, some ideas, and you know, just some inspiration, having some fun as well. So uh, if you want to check out Content Success Summit, I'm going to be speaking at that. I'm going to be talking about how to create compelling content with expert interviews. My special link, therisetop.com slash content success, and you can see the lineup uh, online event. It's going to be really, really fun. Again, uh, you can check out Michael's show, socialmediaexaminer.com. Uh, actually, I don't know exact link, but I will link it up below. It's on socialmediaexaminer.com. That was stupid. Uh, another reminder, make sure to get on that email list. If you are a mediapreneur and you know you want the coaching and accountability and you want to join the host of top, my new coaching program, I can tell you right now, we're going to have an unbelievable group. It's going to be group coaching. You're going to get a lot of individual attention really to help you take your show and your business to the next level. So check that out at thehostatop.com. And finally, I want to give one more shout out to our good friends at GoToMeeting. You can get that 45-day free trial. Do the online meetings. You know, you can film them, do interviews, whatever you want to do. Head over to therisetop.com slash GoToMeeting for a 45-day free trial.